I'm Joni from Columbus, Ohio, and I recommend 3C Body Shop. Nobody wants to go back twice in one year for accident repairs. But after my first experience with 3C, it made perfect sense for me. 3C worked with my insurance and everything was handled perfectly. I'd recommend 3C to my friends, my family, and anyone that has been in an accident. 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision repair. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me at bdieter75 on Twitter. I am CJ Berryman. You can find me at cjb underscore rr. And you can find both of us at the Ranger Report on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and anywhere else you can find us. Um, the podcast you can hear just about anywhere. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, uh, Spotify, you know, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We are there. All right. Um, trivia question for last week. Uh, several people got it right. It wasn't really a hard one. It was uh, Colby Lewis was the answer to that question. And so this week's trivia question I thought I would ask. How many MVPs have the Rangers had while they were in a Ranger uniform? I like that one. I like that one. Uh, there's three off the top of my head. Yeah, and that, that's what I came up with till I looked it up, was the three off the top of my head. Those are the most obvious, but yeah, I think that'll... All right, no, I got four. <laughs> Shh, don't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So how many MVPs have the Rangers had that were wearing Rangers uniforms? We will uh, we will start accepting answers uh, here later this morning. This will air on Tuesday morning. Um, anyway, so CJ, how's it going with the uh, the Snowpocalypse 2021 up there where you are? Well, uh, we didn't get as much up here in the Texas Panhandle. Uh, we were expected to get at least four, but um, and we might have gotten some of that in some areas, but... Um, at least here in Amarillo, about two to maybe three inches. Um, so not as bad as the snow, but man, is it cold. Negative six this morning. 
Yeah, that's that's miserable. Like I said, we only got down to nine here in East Texas, but we got a lot more snow than you guys did, and it's supposed to snow again on Wednesday, so it ought to be fun to uh, to see how all that runs. Right now, it, my my front yard and my the road, and then my neighbor's yard all looks like just one white field. Yep, it's it's pretty white here, and we're supposed to actually get that snow tomorrow. So it's looking like looks like it's going to hit here and sweep across over there. So I'll let you know what to expect tomorrow. Thanks. I appreciate that. The amazing thing to me was pictures of things like snow on Galveston Beach and snow in Houston. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I got a, one of my best friends lives in Houston, and one lives up in Chicago. And, I mean, from here to there, it's covered. So, Yeah, I've been in Texas, been in Texas for 36 years, and I do not remember ever seeing snow that far south. No, me neither. Uh, 30, 30 for me, and, uh, yeah, that far, that far south, I've, in fact, I can't even remember. I, I just I can't even remember when the last time I heard of snow being that far south. No, it is completely crazy. Up this time, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think we'll see it again in our lifetime unless the world's just going nuts. Yeah, let's just let's just hope not. <laughs> I agree. This is not why I moved to Texas was for blizzards. <laughs> nope. Unless you're talking about unless you're talking about Dairy Queen, then you know that's that's a good blizzard. Yeah, there you go, and Whataburger. Reason. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's start this week with the Week in Review. The Rangers' schedule was announced last week for 2021. They begin at home against the Toronto Blue Jays on April the 5th. Uh, They do not play the Astros until mid-May, and then they're playing the NL West again this year. Anything on that schedule really stand out to you or any games you circled that you want to go to this year? Um, haven't gotten too deep into it. It'd probably be midsummer, uh, right when it gets good and hot there. Uh, oh, yeah. Whenever I'll be going, so I haven't quite looked that far ahead yet. But uh, definitely that opening uh, home opener and season opener against the Blue Jays—that's an exciting team, and not the same Blue Jays that uh, the Rangers hated so much. Uh, just a, not just seems like yesterday, but a few years ago, you know the you know 2015, 16, uh, 17 Blue Jays with uh, those those players that uh, we used to hate there with the Josh Donaldsons and uh, obviously Jose Batistas. They're they're no longer there. Now they're a young and exciting team. They turned it around real fast. And, of course, they got that Vlad Guerrero Jr. guy and Bo Bichette and, um, you know, a whole lot of former major leaguers, um, Hall of Famers that have kids, and all of them ended up with the Blue Jays. Uh, uh, Biggio as well, I believe. Yeah, they're going to be a really fun team to watch for sure. Um, then you've got the Padres after that. Again, that's a team that is building and pretty much bringing in everybody and uh, looking like – and they've got another former Major League son on their team that's a superstar. Yep. Uh, plenty – plenty. And well, and then you get the, uh, the the Dodgers, you know, obviously the, the Kershaw, yep. Kershaw deal. I was best buddies now uh, living over there, and Matt Stafford getting traded to L.A., getting traded to the Rams. So they went to high school together at Highland Park there in Dallas, so – so yeah, and uh, West again, not I mean, interesting. I think you know, just convenience sake, but it ought to be. I mean, it's it's a pretty good a pretty good uh, schedule. You're looking at it, they play the Yankees early, and then the Yankees again in September. Just a lot of stuff about it. Hopefully, you know, the whole season gets played, and hopefully, fans get to watch it. Yeah, and uh, we don't play uh, the you know the we only play the uh, the Angels uh, in the first month of the season of, from the AL West. We get two series with them, home and road. Um, so nothing until really. Uh, the next month in May. Um, but uh, the only inconvenience really is a lot of West Coast games, so a lot of late starts for the Rangers. Yeah, and that's bad for me when it comes to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be bad for bad for everybody, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of red-eye mornings. 
Yeah, but we're kind of used to that since it happens all the time. So, um, all right, let's move on to uh, the Rangers signed a couple players this last week. Infielder Brock Holt, catcher John Hicks, and pitcher Hyun Jong Yang from South Korea. Or for, yeah, from South Korea. So uh, I've looked into him a little bit, but I know Yang was kind of a surprise to me. It just kind of popped on the radar and then they signed him. Yeah, he uh, was pretty good in South Korea. Yeah, in South Korea, from what I've been hearing, uh, obviously not much of a scouting report on him. Uh, it's a minor league deal, uh, but he will also obviously get some incentives if he makes the major league roster. So just kind of a uh, one of those guys that you want to give a shot and see if he can come over and translate uh, his successes from Korea to the, to the major league uh, level here in America. But Brock Holt, that one definitely stuck out to me, former all-star. Uh, yeah. Boston and played every position for the Red Sox. He's got a World Series ring. Uh, he also even pitched that World Series year a couple times. So if we get into one of those games where uh, it's a high-scoring or a blowout game late, you, you don't want to use any of your bullpen guys. He's definitely a guy you can throw on the mound. Yeah, and he, like you said, played every position. I think that might, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that might have something to do with the uh, open third-base position that Rugnet is going to be fighting for. Yeah, and we'll... We'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, I certainly would imagine he's going to compete with uh, with Rudy over there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that third base position is wide open, um, so it'll be interesting to see. But his versatility, maybe kind of a super utility type player, he can play outfield as well, um, even though it's now crowded with the acquisition of Chris Davis from Oakland and the Elvis Andrews trade. So uh, his versatility is good, and it's also a minor league contract, so – uh, he doesn't have to uh, – he's not on the 40-man just yet. So uh, a little bit of versatility with him. And, again, a, an all-star, former all-star. Um, had a lot of promise in Boston. Uh, just never transpired after that all-star season of 2015. Yeah, and I think, again, that, that was a great pickup. I agree with you. And then uh, he's – I mean, it's – it's the Rangers are always good about low-risk, high-reward guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Hicks, uh, that catcher uh, added – played with the uh, Diamondbacks over the last few years. Um, just adding to the catching depth, I honestly don't – I can't see him breaking camp with the club, the big league no. club. Uh, but it, it's, it's you can never have too many catchers, uh, just like uh, in the NFL. And, you know, you never can have too many training camp uh, bodies, especially a quarterback. So, um, yeah, just just a guy to give, add some depth there to get some, get some innings in, uh, in in spring training. I just can't see him. Uh, breaking camp, but you know, you never know. Uh, who would have thought Robinson Chirinos would have turned into a, a regular catcher? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you never know there. But uh, yeah, definitely the Brock Holt signing was, and uh, Hyun Jong Kang, Hyun Jong, my goodness, Hyun Jong, Hyun Jong Yang. There we go. Uh, that those two definitely uh, raised an eyebrow this past week. Yeah, and I think again, you know, it seems like that uh, that Young is doing a good job as far as what he's putting together for this team. You've got young guys; he's brought in some veterans and he brought in some unknowns. You know, we have the Japanese pitcher and now Yang, and we'll see. You know, maybe they'll just be inning eaters. You know, Yang might make it in the bullpen, maybe for a starter. I'm not sure where they plan on playing him if he makes the team, but uh, you know, all all good pickups. And like I said, to me, you know, I didn't have this on to talk about, but to me, I think Young has done a pretty good job putting together a team for 2021. Yeah, what he's doing is he's adding a whole lot of names to the pot and just seeing what uh, what comes to the surface, you know. And that's that's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I, again, I, as I've mentioned before, I love the roster building aspect of, of building a winning team, and we're definitely doing that with a restart in Texas. 
so you know just throw as many names as you can get in there uh and see 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 what comes of it and yeah it's 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 going to be fun um and again these guys are all on minor league contracts so they don't have to break the break uh they're not on the 40 man so if they don't break camp with the club then uh you can bring them back later on if need be but i i certainly expect brock holt to be um certainly a contender at least in the on all coming off the bench yeah, I agree with that. I think, and I think that's the reason they went and got him is is hoping that he'll show them what they want to see in spring training, and he can come in, uh, come in and take over and kind of help either as a utility infielder or if he just straight out beats Ruggie for third base. Yeah, left handed left handed bat too. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Never have too many of those either. Yeah. All right. Speaking of that, we talked all about Elvis Andrews last week, but he wrote a really nice. Thank you letter in, uh, I think, both Fort Worth Star-Telegram and the Dallas Morning News. Uh, I had a chance to read it. It was great. And then the Rangers made a video with a bunch of former players thanking him for his time there. Both classy on both sides. So, you know, it kind of makes me realize how much I'm going to miss seeing Elvis in a Rangers uniform in 2021. Yeah, and, and again, it's just the sad reality of, of professional sports in general. But especially in baseball, when you have a guy like Elvis spend so much time and have so much success with the Rangers uh, over a 12-year span, it's just hard to... It's hard to to watch uh, the goodbye and the, and getting the heartfelt goodbyes, and but at least you're getting them. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of players that leave on bad terms. That you, like Ian Kinsler, that one certainly didn't go uh, the way you'd like it to with the, the way he left and the the bitter taste that that one that one left. But you know, you knew you were going to get that with Elvis, and I liked it how he uh, in that goodbye uh, mentioned that you know it was all about the smile, and that's definitely something we're always going to remember with Elvis Andrews was the smile. Yeah, that is totally true. And just the fun that he played with, you know, he and Beltre, obviously, like we said last week, if you look up videos online of Elvis, you can't help but find ones of him and Beltre clowning around over there on the left side of the infield. So much, so much fun to watch, so much joy for so many years, even when they were coming down, you know, after 2015, not playing well, just seeing those two guys together at least made Rangers games fun to watch. Yeah, they just, they brought a, a, a laughter and a joy back to baseball and a, a game that over the, over the years, I'd say about the past 20 years, it's become just so serious and so business-oriented and business-like. They brought the fun back to it, and baseball's supposed to be fun, and they exuded that. Yeah, and if he doesn't get a standing ovation for the first A's series in uh, Texas, then that that crowd needs to be kicked out. Oh, they, he will. <laughs> yes, I know he will, but I'm just saying. that You know, booing, booing Kinsler was one thing because of the way he left, but you don't boo Elvis. And Josh Hamilton as well. I mean, that yep. was a big <laughs> the, the whole newspaper thing that was pretty funny that was pretty funny but yeah, yeah he's gonna get a huge ovation and, and everybody there that can stand if able will I, i'm certain i totally agree with that the rangers have cut ties with the nashville sounds and they are back with the round rock express um i had an opportunity to cover a game in round rock a couple years ago beautiful stadium uh, great team nolan ryan is part of the ownership group there but they said don't expect him to uh, start working with the rangers again so i think it's a good move it's closer to home and it's just such a beautiful ballpark and a great area there in texas yes it is it's, it's, it's very beautiful right off the highway there um and, uh, it's, it's not. It's it's hard not to miss or hard to miss. And I'd enjoy really all the uh, minor league teams for the most part being in Texas. Uh, Texas is big enough to hold them. So in um, Round Rock, it's, it's it's right there, easy, right down 35. 
so you can call you know if you call up a guy or send a guy down there they don't have to go too far so it definitely is a is a benefit to the rangers and and uh, again um easily accessible great great uh, great stadium um the organization has obviously just had really good success even when um or especially obviously when when Nolan and, and Reed Ryan were involved there yeah but uh but uh, it's good to see that that's going to be happening again, despite uh, the the Ryan disconnect. But uh, yeah, that's not—he's not, not going to be a part of that anymore. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, we get to play plenty of baseball down there and, and in Frisco as well, and, and throughout all throughout baseball and Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. Yeah, we really need that back again. Funny story about Round Rock when I covered a game there years ago. Um, we, we did a part, I got to cover, you know, as a member of the media and they told us it was time to go down to the field to talk to a few people about the, there was a, uh, like someone was being put into the round rock hall of fame. And so I, you know, it was cool to see the ceremony and all that. But as I'm standing there talking to somebody and I turn around and Nolan Ryan walks up to us to talk and, you know, what an opportunity, but I never said anything because I was in such shock and such awe. I could never open my mouth to ask him a question. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to either. I would have been shaking too much. I'd probably have just been trying to keep myself from passing out. Yeah, I think I would have sounded like a fangirl if I started talking to him, so I decided to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I, I'd probably be the same. He was my hero growing up, and the reason that I started pitching at such a young age. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how I would have reacted, but I certainly can't blame you for being awestruck. It, it was, was totally, totally cool, cool though, I'll say that. But yeah, it was, it was funny. funny. I was just like, uh, nope, not going to do it. Not going to say a word. I recorded the whole press conference, but I did not say a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I could see that. I mean, I'd, I'd probably be the same. Spring training will start later this week. Pitchers and catchers report on Wednesday of this week. Um, there are going to be a couple of battles to watch right off the top here. Um, the first one I had down was Trevino versus Haim. They're saying that Haim has a shot to really win that position, but I think Trevino really earned the, uh, unless he, I think it's a, a situation unless Trevino loses it, uh, Haim doesn't get it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I, we, we can have this argument now, but I think you're going to see a whole lot of both throughout the year. I, you know, one might might catch more games than the other one, just a few more, but I think it's just a situation where you got two good young catchers who are who are trying to break through and have a consistent uh, 162-pull-game season. And obviously we haven't seen them have a chance to do that yet, but this is the opportunity for both. And um, uh, it's just a situation where I think I, I agree with you, Trevino being the, the homegrown homegrown guy and who had such a, a good start to his major league career last season in that, that short season uh he'll he'll be getting the uh he'll have the advantage but it's it's again just a, a situation where i think you're going to see a lot of both yeah and you know what I'm not, i don't disagree with that completely i think they want one of them to step forward and be the guy this year but i think in order to figure that out like you said they're gonna have to get pretty much even playing time i think we'll start with trevino being the guy but like you said i think they'll both get playing time and i think what they want is for one of them to step forward and really at the plate i think is where they're most worried about they need a guy that can get it done at the plate yes and both of them have proven to have uh an ability at the plate to, to do some damage and, and to have an impact. So it, that's just that's just it. I think uh, I don't really I haven't heard of any real discrepancies or any big differences or advantages for either behind the plate. It's going to be at the plate. I think where one is going to one is going to edge the other for more playing time, and it might go back and forth throughout the season depending on who's hottest at the plate. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna, 
interesting. You look at their minor league stats; they're very close to the same. It looks like you know they really, uh, they really have done a good job back there. Like you said, they throw a lot of runners out. They they frame pitches really well, both of them. So yeah, I think it'll be whoever can have that higher batting average and really play well is the guy that's going to eventually win that spot. All right, at second base, it looks like uh, Solak is probably his job to lose, unless Odor just has you know bats maybe nine ninety in spring training. He's probably not going to get that job back. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough for him because you have you have such a, a large sample size with him, uh, and the flaws that he had from day one are still sticking out as far as defensively, and his flaws at the plate have gotten more and more noticeable as well. And again, as we've talked before, they've just tinkered so much with him at the plate. I think it got into his head a little bit. Um, and Solak's done such a good job really at everything uh defensively he's not a big power guy or nothing like that he doesn't hit for he doesn't slug as, as much as ruby does but he does get on base and uh he's got a really good plate plate approach uh, much more patient than odor and he's going to be given the opportunity to do it in a, in a larger larger role and i i honestly see him winning that job because uh unless like you said odor has really shown that he can improve vastly from just a year ago and uh, get rid of all the flaws that he's, he's shown over the past few years or the, the past five years, really. I just don't see it. It seems like they're, they're turning the page on that and uh, may try to give him more at, at third base and, and see what they can do there. Yeah, and, you know, I think if they got an opportunity to trade uh, Odor, they would, but I don't really see any chance without paying out the rest of that salary that they'd be able to move him. Yeah, you'd have to eat the majority of that contract and uh, – that with the risk of, of not knowing what he's going to bring, uh, the team is going to be hard, you know, hard pressed to trade for him. Uh, so you're pretty much just going to have to try to try to play this one out. And it's it's just unfortunate that I I hate to hate to predict something like this, but it, you could be seeing a DFA uh, where you just have to eat the contract and swallow, you know, an opportunity missed for Odor and and have him become a free agent. But, you know, hopefully he's able to, to figure it out one way or the other, either at second or third. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, and I know we talk bad about him all the time. Lots of Rangers fans do, lots of broadcasters do. But the thing is, we want him to succeed because if he's successful, that's all the better for the team. Absolutely. And and, and he's got the, the capability, like we've talked about before. He can t- he can turn a game around. He can take over a game with at the plate. Um, yeah. He can he can do it with two at bats. He can he can turn a game around. He can he can change a game, or he can he can put the game on ice at the end of a game with it, with his bat. So the capabilities there, this the consistency is not. And absolutely, we want him to succeed. You know, uh, it's just uh, it's just kind of one of those that's just worn on fans and and the organization apparently at this point as well. Um, just the inconsistency and the the, the lack of. Um, Oh, I'm trying to find the find the right term here. The lack of uh, complete attention to detail. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to word it right there. That's that's the nice way to word it. Next, uh, you have the Wiley veteran versus the uh, guy that we traded you Darvish for, uh, Chris Davis versus Willie Calhoun. Calhoun was going to be the everyday designated hitter. Now I think Davis is going to do a lot of that. It could be another platoon situation, or one of them could play a little more outfield than originally expected. How do you see that one playing out? Man, that's it's so hard because it's, you got Gallo in the lineup as well, high power high strikeout rate. That's what Chris Davis is as well. So you're going to have 
if you if he becomes a regular at DH, you're going to have both of those guys um, striking out quite a bit in the lineup. And it'd be kind of hard. Would you would you put one at third and one at fifth? Ben, I mean, in a lineup, I mean, how would you how would you look at that? Yeah, that's probably that's probably how I would do it. I would probably put Davis third and Gallo fifth, but because uh, Davis, I mean, and you also got to see if Davis still has anything left in the tank. He did not have a good twenty twenty. No, he did not. Um, pretty very very consistent. Uh, in fact, his batting average did not move. I believe it was two forty six the three years previous. Exactly two forty six three years in a row, <clears throat> which you're fine with that. Whenever you're able to, to hit thirty to forty home runs and get on base uh, with walks. But uh, yeah, last year he showed that man, it might might uh, might be farther down the road for him than we than we certainly hope. But um, again, with that's one we'll have to see in spring training, and it's so interesting because you know you have Cole Calhoun who hasn't, or I'm sorry, not Cole Calhoun, Willie Calhoun, um, who has shown just flashes, and unfortunately having that uh, pitch hit him in the jaw and break his jaw last season robbed him of an opportunity, but. He's a guy that that uh, is a very good uh, contact hitter. Doesn't yep. have a whole lot of power, but he, he certainly gets on base. But at the DH spot, that's just one where you want to have power. You know, first, third, and right field in DH, you want you want power numbers out of those out of those positions. But uh, if he's hitting three hundred, you know, getting on base at a you know three fifty clip, it's going to be hard to turn him away. So that's just another one that's going to have to play itself out in spring training. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully, you know, one of them, hopefully Calhoun takes that because he's the younger player and we only have, uh, Davis for one year. So hopefully Calhoun can, uh, can run with that position this year. And, you know, I think that Davis will get more at bats at the beginning of the season and maybe Calhoun will come in and then start playing his way into that. We'll just have to wait and see how that works out. Yeah. You, what you want, if you're a Rangers fan, is you want Chris Davis to get out there, win the job and tear it up. Uh, that yeah. way. Come trading deadline time, you can deal him for some more prospects to add to that pot we were talking about earlier. More names to the pot, the more you add, the, the higher chance that you have of of one or two of those guys, you know, rising to the top of the of the kettle. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it, 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 at first, right now, you want to see Chris Davis succeed, but you also do, you want to see Willie Calhoun. That's the that was a big name in the U Darvish trade with the the Dodgers a couple of years ago. You want to see that work out too. So um, it's kind of one of those where you. Wish, wish for both, but I mean, in reality, only one of them is going to pan out, and um, you want Calhoun to be that guy because he's the long-term investment. All right, fourth and five spots on the rotation to me are interesting right now. If you go to TexasRangers.com on their uh, their depth chart, they have. Uh, eight guys lifted, listed for five rotation spots. The first three are good to go. But then for spot four and five, you have Wes Benjamin, Kyle Cody, Dane Dunning, Colby Allard, and Mike, I'm not going to say that last name. Um. <laughs> Help you out with that one, I, I think. Just, spell, just do it phonetically, Ben. It's easy. <laughs> no, it's uh, Fulton Nevich. Fulton Nevich. Okay, thank you, because that that I probably would never would have gotten. And it's funny because I've had students as a, I'm a teacher with last names weird like that, but for some reason that one just couldn't get in my brain. So anyway, they have those that you can't do phonetically. I would, that was a complete joke right there. But yeah, yeah. That, well, that's that's that Eastern block name there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they have those those guys just for position four and five. I am really looking forward to watching those guys duke it out. I think probably. Colby Allard and Dane Dunning, in my opinion, probably have a leg up right now, but it depends how they all pitch in uh, in spring training. Yeah, and I, I did this game. I played this game with myself earlier, trying to figure out you know who who 
go ahead and try to try to predict who would win the four and five. And um, I can't disagree there. Uh, Dane Dunning has got a very high ceiling, um, and he's got they've all got major league experience. Um, don't sleep on Kyle Cody though, because last year, just last year, he was the player of the month for September um, when he got after he got called up by the Rangers and a big, tall, six foot seven. I mean. We're talking about Chris Chris Young being a giant back in his day, six ten. But Chris, uh, Col, uh, Kyle Cody, definitely a big guy, six seven, and he had a sub two ERA uh, for the Rangers last year. So don't don't count him out. And Fulton Nevich, a former All Star uh, with the Braves. So uh, yeah, there's Fulton Nevich. He was drafted in 2010. He's the guy that's got most of the the most uh, tenure, longest tenure. So he's also you know maybe got an advantage there. Uh, having so many, so much big league work, uh, he's, he's pitched in the postseason as well. So, yeah, I could I could totally see it. I mean, shaking up any, but that one I'm gonna be I'm gonna be excited to watch that one. I'm gonna be keeping a real close eye on on that one of those four and five spots. Yeah, to me that's the most fun one. Besides bullpen, that's the funnest one to watch during spring training because, like you said, and it, you, you really, if you start studying all of them, any of them seem like they could probably be the best choice. But I know they brought in Dunning for that, and I know there's been a lot of talk about Allard and Cody, and then you know Fulty as well. Like you said, former All Star, so you know it's uh it's crazy that they have this many guys competing for those two spots. Yeah, and uh, that's again what makes it so fun. Because um, all of them, you know, Fulton Nevich actually is, his his contract is a one year major league deal, so he's on the forty man. Uh, so he would have to be designated for assignment if he did not make the club. But he's also a guy that you could also throw in at the long relief in the bullpen if if in fact he does not win the four or five spot. And I could say, I mean, my guess earlier, just going based off of. Uh, previous experience you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play devil's advocate with you i'm gonna say fulton nevich and kyle cody win the four and five spots and see i can't argue with that either i just went with allard you went with cody so i think uh i think that's a good idea and i think you know fulton fulton nevich has a good chance as well i just think it's gonna be so much fun to see who comes through and then of course you know knowing rangers baseball the first month of the season one or two of those starters are going to get injured anyway so probably all these guys probably all these guys are going to get a shot at some point Oh yeah, you you could you'll you'll likely see every single one of them at least start one game. I'll go ahead and guarantee you'll see all five of those guys start a game. But uh, just to see who's going to start out four and five, and like you said, health bearing. Um, since what 2014, it seems like the Rangers' health, uh, starting pitching wise, has always been taking a dent, especially in spring training. So we'll see we'll see how how it, how how it pays how it plans out, but or how it plays out. But yeah, I could I could totally see any one of those two, any one of those five, nailing down one of those two spots. And you could also see all five on the pitching staff. Regardless, they could all, you know, the three that don't make the starting rotation could be in the bullpen. So it's it's going to be so fun to watch. Totally agree. And then you look at the bullpen. Besides Jose Leclerc, I think he's going to be the closer. Really, none of those positions are set. None, absolutely none of them. And it's you can just throw a again. Throw a bunch of names in there and, and see see what comes of it. I'm gonna and, and in bullpen. I'm gonna specifically kind of kind of single out a couple guys. I'm gonna be watching. Joe Palumbo is obviously one of them. Yep. Um, Brett Martin would be another. Uh, you, like you mentioned, what Jonathan Hernandez? Uh, we talked earlier on a, another podcast um, earlier this uh, this 
uh, Winter about him becoming a starter, which we didn't like. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, and uh, Demarcus Evans is definitely a name that I'm going to be watching as well. Yep. He's a big guy, 6'5", 265, and he throws very, very hard. And so A.J. Alexi, another one. Um, so keeping an eye on those guys is definitely going to be what I'm what I'm going to be doing. I expect them all to actually make it. Tyler Phillips is another one. Um, yeah, just just a whole lot of names, a whole lot of guys that the Rangers brought have have groomed. They're all most of them are groomed in the Rangers organization. So uh, not, not many of them have come outside the organization through trade. So yeah, you want to see the homegrown guys uh, break through and be be successful, but. You don't, you want to see somebody be successful. Obviously, you want to win no matter what. Yeah, and then you've got guys like Taylor Hearn and Jimmy Herget, who both were on the uh, the big league club last year, who also have a great shot of making that bullpen. Yep, Taylor Hearn, another big tall lefty. Uh, yep, you know, Anders, you see, uh, they'll, they'll they'll get uh, they get preferential treatment, I guess you could say, because they're just another another one of those that you can never get enough of. There's not enough of them to. To go around, you know, West Benjamin throws left-handed. Brock Burke, another lefty. You know, just so many names. And uh, John King, I mean, just a whole, whole slew of guys. Yoli Rodriguez, I didn't even mention him. Yep. Uh, so, I, and that, I'm not predicting who's going to who's going to make the bullpen out of those games. <laughs> that one, <laughs> that one's going to be a little bit more difficult. I agree. All right. Be sure to keep up with us at therangerreport.com. We're wrapping up the round of 32 on our best ranger of all time. And then we're going to fly through the rest of the rounds because there won't be near as many to vote on, obviously, when we're down to just 16, uh, 16 guys. Um, so I'm looking forward to finishing that up and then go to therangerreport.com as spring training gets started. We will keep you up to date on what's happening, who's winning what positions and all that good stuff. Um, I'm really looking forward to the fact that it starts this week, especially since I'm going to be stuck at home in the snow apocalypse 2021 with uh, not a lot to do so i think that's going to be a lot of fun to keep up with yes sir i'm certainly looking forward to it especially since football's football's over with and i have a hard time keeping up with basketball until the playoffs start so uh, same yeah. here yeah you uh, i just i just look forward to spring training all year long one the weather's going to get warmer and uh the smell of that grass is just and the, the crack of the bat and hearing the hearing the gloves clap when the baseball hits it, I mean, it's just a, it's one of those sounds that will never, ever, ever get old. I agree. And, you know, at this point, the weather can only get warmer. Yes, yes. Uh, well, let's hope it can't get colder because, man, negative sixes is cold enough. But, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're almost out of the, uh, we're almost out of the, the, the frozen area, the frozen time. So, man, I can't wait. Yeah, our local weatherman today, today said it was sad that he was excited about the fact that Friday it's going to get all the way up to 36. Yep, yep, pretty, pretty sad. <laughs> You're hoping for it to just get to freezing. You're like, oh, yes, thank goodness we're at 36. Yeah, yeah, and then in the summertime we'll be, you know, complaining that it's cold when it's 80. Oh, yeah, of course we will. But, well, I think that was uh, that was all we had for tonight. CJ, thank you, sir. All right, appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. All right, looking forward to it in spring training this week, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.